game of basketball has taken us places we can never imagine. For winning four EuroLeague titles, playing six years in five countries, and making connections with people from all around the world. We have stories that can last a lifetime. All right, now it's time to tell yours. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, and still to this day, if I see him, he's he's glowing. I, it just came down to, like I said, looking myself in the mirror, like, brother, you really do you want to play ball or not? I've never been in an environment like Euroleague, because you know, living over here in Europe, bro, how we kings over this term, bro. All right. <laughs> Denver Thuggets. <laughs> Appreciate y'all having us on here. This is Hoop Tales. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hoop Tales podcast. I'm here with my special guest. Um, you know, one of the legendary players coming out of Europe. You know, one of the you know all time greats to come out of Chicago. Um, hey! <laughs> my guy. Jeremy Pargo, what's up, Pargo? What's good, my brother? What up, boy? How's everything, How's everything man? I want to start off by saying congratulations, congratulations on making an all-decade team. I oh, appreciate it, my guy. appreciate it, man. Appreciate yes, it, man. Appreciate well, it, man. Appreciate it, man. So, so how you how you been dealing with this whole COVID-19 situation? Um, you know, what you talk, talk about, you know, kind of your, your situation, where you at right now? Man, I've, I've basically just been standing out of the way. That's, that's yeah. the big me standing out of the way. Um, started a Nike Run Club with uh, me and some of my friends where, you know, run around the city for a few hours or whatever. But um, that's about it. You got to get 60 miles in the month. So that's the goal right now. That's sport right now. 60 miles in a month? Yeah, it, it actually ain't yeah. that hard, though. It's like it's just too much. It's like two point something a day. It's like 62 miles, a day, 62 miles in a group. Um, we're on day nine right now. The leader is done, which is not fair. Well, the leader's done. <laughs> <laughs> the leader's done. I'm at 35. I'm at 35. You just you just got me motivated, bro. I think we about to uh we about to start something like that, man. Right. I hate running long distance. I hate it. Man. But this this motivates you to run long distance because long distance is not a thing at all. Yeah, like for me, for me, and I think for them too. Like we just we just try to find something like this to to keep us motivated because like you know with hooping, it's like every day you know like you going to practice, you going to the gym. So yeah. now it's like I I'm just at home. I'm a, I'm literally a stay at home dad. Like I ain't doing nothing. So it's just like <laughs> I ain't got no plans. So I need something <laughs> to keep me going. <laughs> This this is the uh this is the board right here. Damn. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> like thirteen of us in here, second place is fifty-six, third place is forty-nine. God dog. How many people uh is in the club? Uh I think it's like thirteen of us in here. Okay. Yeah, it's thirteen of us. Word. And where are y'all running at? I'm just running around the city of, uh in Hollywood in LA. Okay, okay. Everybody else, wherever, wherever you can run, you, you calculate. You cut the app on, you count. So gotcha. yeah, I get that. I get that. So all right, we're gonna we gonna start off from the beginning, man. We gotta talk about um your your origin, your roots. Gotta talk about Chicago. So you know, what does Chicago mean to you? 
what was it like growing up in Chicago? And then, and then touch, talk about, you know, Chicago basketball, like the legendary people that kind of, kind of come out of Chicago. Talk about that as well. I literally just had a, a conversation about um, with, a, with a guy. I seen it on uh, IG Live, right? Yeah, I was watching it. I was peeping at you. Yeah, I'm sorry that you guys are from Jersey and we killed y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I had to because he was talking, he was talking big trash. But I mean, Chicago is everything for man, for me, for my brother, for everybody that's from my neighborhood. You know, you, you got Derrick Rose from my neighborhood, Anthony Davis. Um, so you know, growing up, it's not easy, man. It's it's, it's not easy. The weather ain't your friend. So, <laughs> on the south side of Chicago, man, weather ain't your friend. There's guys in the neighborhoods that ain't your friends. For me, school teachers wasn't friends. <laughs> it was it wasn't easy, man. So just being able to to to, to wear that badge of honor that I'm from Chicago is is big. It's big for me, man. And I, I wear it with a lot of pride. I want to know what it was like coming up. Uh, you know, a kid in the '90s during that Bulls era. <laughs> You know, MJ running the city. What was that like? See, the thing the thing about it is this documentary that starts tomorrow will show the younger generation how good Michael Jordan really Spack. was. What Spack. he really was to the game. I mean, everyone sees your wall like this. They'll see your wall I'm like, man, you got Jordans everywhere. They, but they still won't understand the magnitude of Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's unreal. And the craziest thing about that is – I, I was with the Warriors for a little bit this year, and the circle of that is is kind of crazy because my first ever game was Bulls versus Lakers. I was mm -hmm. in like like seventh grade, I want to say. Mm -hmm. That was in the '98 season, um, and I was able to go to the game because my school was selected to be my class was selected to be uh, Kerr's kids, which is Steve Kerr Steve Kerr's foundation. Yeah. So we went to the game with Kerr's kids, Kerr's on. I got to the game because of Steve Kerr. Saw the two greatest shooting guards to ever touch a ball. And then ended up playing for the guy that got me to that game this year. <laughs> that's, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> that's, that's, that's unbelievable. That's a crazy, like, full circle, like, moment. It's crazy. And I told, I told everybody, he said, don't tell me you was one of Curtis Keys. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. No I know they had to, uh, I know had, I know I had to make him feel old a little bit. <laughs> crazy. I felt old as hell. <laughs> but Michael Jordan to the city of Chicago, man, it's, it, how, how can you, like, you can't get any higher than that. And people, people talk about, uh, What's the movie? Uh, the Last Dragon. When uh, Shonuff had the aura around him, right. and in his back, he glowed. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, and still to this day, if I see him, he's he's glowing. I like yeah. it. It's unreal. That's crazy. It's unbelievable. I believe it, bro. It's yeah. crazy. Definitely, I'm definitely a legend. The gold. Sure, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, you playing in high school and all that, you know, your high school days and all that. If we had the cameras that these kids have now, it would be bananas. Oh, uh, your highlight reel? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> it would be it would be it would be very very different um but i mean high school was, high school was fun i was uh i got ups and downs in high school i got downs playing for my high school coach got ups playing aau playing for the circuit um at the end it didn't turn out to be everything that i wanted to be uh, mm-hmm. I went into my senior year ranked the third point guard in the country. Yeah. Uh, to my senior year ranked like 150. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> we ripping band-aids off with this conversation. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get to um, it. <laughs> see, so, so my whole thing was that it was it was different playing for my high school coach and playing for my AU team. Playing for right. AU. I was free to be me. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. it was like, go, good. You, you, I literally watched my AU coach do a, a live yesterday. His whole philosophy has always been kill your man. And mm-hmm. he talked about it yesterday. And when he said it, all I could think about is AU 15, 16 years ago. And and that was the, that was the, the philosophy. Just if you can do it, do it. Right. So going back to high school where it was a pass the ball. Like I had people asking why I don't shoot the ball in high school. Um, I'm 14 years old going into high school and my, I'm playing varsity. I didn't play one day of junior varsity. I played junior varsity when I was in seventh grade in the summer. Mm-hmm. And playing for him, you do every, at that age, everything he says is what you try to do. Like you don't, yeah. you don't understand what you are, what you could be. You you have ability, but if no one pulls that ability out you or, or allows you to showcase that ability, then you know, you can't really do much. So I end up finding to what he wanted me to be. And, you know what I'm saying, I think it could have been a lot better than what it was, even though it was still good. Now, you you chose Gonzaga, just kind of skip ahead. Um, was that the reason why you chose Gonzaga, just because you you, you went down um, as far as the rankings? But you st- I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, I think you still had big schools, a big name. So, you know, why, why did you choose Gonzaga? Like, was that a surprise to people? Or is it something it was, that you always intended to do? It was a big surprise to the city of Chicago. It was it was it was very surprising. It, to be honest, it pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. Um, this is a different Gonzaga. This isn't the Gonzaga that we talking about today. This is Gonzaga okay. like it's still a mid major, like small school in the you know what I mean the North Pacific part true of the country. Story. True story. And small school, not big, not you know what I'm saying, not North Carolina, which North Carolina was my dream school. I, yeah. I got a letter from North Carolina. I was in ninth grade, but other than that, I didn't get any attention from North Carolina. But um, Gonzaga, like like Gonzaga State, State, man. No matter what, like Illinois came to the school to see my transcript, and they was like, "Okay, we can't, we we can't mess with him. We, he's not gonna qualify." Mm-hmm. Arkansas called the school to set up a visit. Someone told Arkansas. I know exactly who the someone is. God rest his soul told Arkansas, uh, Jeremy's chances of qualifying are slim to none and slim out the window. Wow. So, I mean, the bigger schools that that would have stayed on were kind of pushed away, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gonzaga wasn't pushed away. They 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 like, no, we still we still gonna try to do everything we can. Gonzaga will come in probably once every two weeks to recruit me to to make sure I'm in the right classes, to make sure I'm doing everything to get my GPA up. Like people don't understand how much, how much school 
is is a big deal. Like I went I went to school my senior year, my high school. I went to school from eight a.m. to seven p.m. Mm-hmm. And then after I graduated, I still did some summer classes to correct my GPA in like core classes. You know, you got to get mm-hmm. your core GPA up. And I just I just I had to work to get my GPA my core GPA up as high as possible. I went from like a one like a one five to like a two three in a mm-hmm. in a year, a two year. And turned out didn't really need to get that high because I got a twenty three on the AC. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was a little upset that I did the extra work for nothing. And you know, once that happened, I, a couple of schools called late trying to get in and, and give me to change my mind, but no, I didn't want to do that. They 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 did everything that, that you could do to help a kid qualify and I wasn't sure. Yeah. Alright, so what was it like, you know? Stepping on campus that first time, I mean, going to the, like Kyle said, North Pacific, kid from Chicago, it had to be a culture shock for you. That's the two words I was going to use right there, culture shock. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, was, it was different over there. It, it still is different over there. I mean, I haven't been up to Spokane in years, but the fact of, of, of the, the type of players that they're drawing now, and, you know, um, the success that they're having, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's probably changed a bit. But I haven't been up there in about maybe five years. I told uh, some of the young guys that's going there next year, this coming this coming year, that I will come up there and play pickup with them and work out with them for a couple of days. So I'll do that this summer once uh, the world opens up again. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's, it's it's a it's a different place up there, man. It's not it's not what I'm used to. Yeah. You know, not coming from inner city Chicago is not what I'm same thing coming from where you guys are from. It's it's not the same. Very different. So, you know, I knew my goal. I knew I wanted to play basketball and, and that's all I really cared about. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna let the other stuff get me away from that or stop me from doing that. Um I felt I was in a, a situation that I wanted to be in and I was given an opportunity to play basketball. So I couldn't complain. All I had to do was make the motion. Uh, everybody, when they think about Gonzaga, too, they, you know, you can't, you can't forget about Adam Morrison. So uh, we want to bring him up. You know, how how cold was he? You know, when you first saw him playing, Adam get- Morrison was a. Be- Can I cuss on here? Yeah, it's wrong, <laughs> boy. It's wrong. Okay, cool. Y'all had me going. Let me, let nah. Me- <laughs> nah. <laughs> Adam Morrison was a bad motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> God. No, that, listen, Adam was bad. I'm talking about it would be times where, I mean, he shot a lot, but you can't get mad at him shooting a lot. He shot like 52% from the field. Right. It. <laughs> you know what I'm like, what are we going to do? It was, I understand that, like, God damn. <laughs> and it, I give you one example. We're playing at LMU. We're probably, I think we're down at the half. Adam has like seven. Um, so the the chant, one of the chants would be Wanda Morrison, like, and that's that's Adam's mm. mom. So they would try and get on this scale with that, which I don't understand why college kids who are in college don't understand that that's just not working. That's, you got to do something more about it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got seven at the half. I think we're down. We end up winning a game. 
we end up winning the game, but we're we're probably like maybe maybe six late in the game. Adam hit a three. Boom. Turns to the crowd, say, what more do you want from me? <laughs> it was his 44 point. That's 44 crazy. point. That's crazy. 37 and a half, man. That's crazy. Unreal. And we played against Pepperdine. He bust his nose. After the game, he took it out and threw it. The next day it was on eBay. Word. His blooded tissue was on eBay the next day. That's crazy, bro. That man. Is, is it true that he used to go so hard that, like, I know he was a diabetic at halftime and stuff. They had to give him the, the insulin shots and all that because it was. I never do it on a bench and time out. <laughs> halftime, I asked. It was, it was in a bench. TV time out. Uh, come here, you take my yeah. Like, it was nothing. Like, it was nothing. Did it go back? Yeah. Like, it was nothing. That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Now, now talk about your experience and, and when what I want to mention is about I hope you got that Sports Illustrated cover. Um I I think I do, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, come on, Pargo. You don't got I know your mom's gotta have it. And that, when I say I'm not sure, that's the only person I'm thinking about. That really? I have. Right. <laughs> Yo, because I I I I First of all, like you know somebody because everybody call you Pargo because of, like all the highlights. Like that's yeah. how you know you cold. Like you know what I mean when. <laughs> like, like I've never heard somebody call you Jeremy. Like like very very rarely I've heard everybody call you Pargo. And when, and when they do call me Jeremy, I tell them yo yo yo. That's yeah. <laughs> but 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 that's just off the strength of like like yeah highlights and everything you was doing like on sports today like you're seeing you like your year like that. Your whole college career, like at Gonzaga, like you was like, you was that like that guy, like everybody knew about you. So like, talk about like your like your experience there. Let's talk about like like your your ride, your career through like you know being in Gonzaga. Um, my ride of being in Gonzaga, obviously, once I got there, it was Adam Morrison's show, and it was it was, it was great yeah. to see to be a part of. And uh, it's crazy because they just put the UCLA game on that we lost in Sweet Sixteen my freshman year, and um. Learning from 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 him, watching him taught taught a lot because he mm -hmm. approached every single game like like the dog that he really is. He knew, you know what I'm saying? He but you couldn't scare him. No, no. He walked into Memphis against dogs, have 34, look him in the eye, let him know you can't fucking guard me. <laughs> he he destroyed some like Oklahoma State game went off the backboard. Um it was, it was just, it was, nobody could, nobody could touch that man. Mm -hmm. Nobody could touch him. He knew it and he showed it. So the character that he, you know, that, that, that he exuded that entire season was big. You know what I'm saying? And knowing what I know now, I wish I would have fed into it even more. I wish I would have took yeah. even more from him. Um, sophomore year was pretty good. And Hubert Davis said on national TV, German Parker should be the player of the year in the conference. I, I, I low-key, after he said it, I wanted it. Yeah. Um, ended up splitting it with two seniors. One was my teammate, Derek Rabio. Um, junior year, player of the year in the conference. Should have left. Should have never went my stupid ass back. We're we going to talk about that, though. We're going to talk about that. That's back, but I did. Um, senior, ah, not so much. Um, so, I mean... That's pretty my pretty much my college career in a nutshell. Do you, 
do you think that, and this is kind of a little bit skipping ahead, but do you think the fact that, like, your, your senior year struggle happened because, like, you was kind of upset that you didn't leave your junior year? No. No, nope. it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't because of I was upset because I really wasn't upset until shit started going south. Like, yeah. I see, yeah, the first, like, 11 games, I led the league. I led the country in assists. My goal my senior year, I needed I needed to average, like, like 9.9 assists to pass up number one all-time in assists, like, exactly. And my goal was to pass up my average, the first, like, 11, 12 games, I was averaging, like, I want to say, like, 12 points and, like, 11 assists. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, the bottom fell out. Once the bottom fell out, my whole, my no joke, my whole thought process was let's just get to the tournament and I'm going to play yes. and just get this show over. Like, I'll change it in the tournament. Like, get it over. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of shit that goes into it. Like, uh, whoo, I'm being a little real, a little too real right now, I guess. But, I never, I was never told that I was the guy exactly. Never. Every time the question was asked on national TV, it was, uh, it was, you know, this is this is a team. We do it by team. We do it by team. Yeah. A D team. We do it by team. My senior year, I think what one of the things that broke me was that they asked someone who was the guy on the team, and. The guy that he said is my friend. Like, we talked the other day. I don't like, it doesn't bother me that he said it. And he said, Matt Bowden. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me <laughs> my sophomore year, I did what I did. My junior year, I was the player of the year. Conference. Y'all asked me to come back. I ended up coming back. And you would never say it was my team, but you got the nerve to say it's somebody else's team. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> it don't make no sense. <laughs> Definitely make no sense. So, I, I, that, 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 that really bothered me. And the craziest thing is, it is within the course of the year that bothered me a lot until you know you get older and look back at, it. yeah, and you realize that things didn't go the way they probably should have. Yeah. So that that's held a lot of weight for some years. But I mean, I'm older. I'm older. Yeah, I could I can imagine though. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's different, man. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I t- I tell you one thing. Uh, Adam Morrison had just he's just got his jersey retired. I want to say maybe a, what was it, like a month and a half ago when the season was going on, and. I texted him, you know, congratulations or whatever. It took took him long enough to retire his number. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it should have been. Yeah, should have been though. He's the best player to ever go to Gonzaga, ever. Not even close. Um, so when I texted him, he texted me back like, man, I didn't told because he does radio up there during the games. And he said, I didn't said it on the radio many a times. None of this here at Gonzaga would be going on if it wasn't for Jeremy Park. Yeah. And, to hear him say that, it, it meant a lot to me because I would say it to people like in a joking manner because I was, I was, I guess I could say I was a trailblazer because before me, at my time, I was the highest talent recruit to ever go to the exam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now, at that time, you wasn't getting guards that looked like me. 
Exactly. Exactly. And when look like me, I'm not really talking about like the black guard. I'm talking about the middle of the country, Chicago tough type guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't run like or, that. Or or play like you or play like you either, because like Gonzaga didn't have like traditionally like like those type of like guards type of players. Like in like I said, like you you brought like you brought prime time. I mean, Adam Morris is Adam Morris, obviously. But I mean, his game is like you know it was fundamental. Shoot three, yeah. shoot you. But you like when you was there, like you bought the prime time, the dunks, the moves, and stuff like that. Like you, that's what got like you know that's what kids and play, people was excited about when they seen you. So like I was gonna say that like you de- like you have to be credited to 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 the reason like you know why Gonzaga you know is the way it is, um, why recruits want to go there. And and to hear Adam Morrison say that it, it meant a lot coming from him. And uh, like he, he was like, man, I wish I wish we could have got another year together. Like you're one of the toughest motherfuckers that ever that, that's ever come. Mm-hmm. I pre- I appreciate that come from because it, it really meant that's a lot. Real. I know what it meant to him. He's from Spokane. That's mm-hmm. home for him. So you know, I I know what it meant to him to play there and to be at that level. And now you get like they got the what top two point guard in the country and Jalen Suggs coming next year. Yeah. So. You had a national championship run with the guards, and you know what I'm saying. It's they get McDonald's All Americans now, and it's it's, yeah. it's almost year after year. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I'm not one of the ones that's gonna walk around and pat myself on the back publicly. But <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's just better when you hear from other people. Like it's, yeah. it's not. The same coming from someone else it, it, as opposed to you telling them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel you. For sure. So w- what was your mindset going into the uh, to the 09 draft? You know, it was a point guard heavy draft. Like, after the season that you had, where were you projected and what, what was your, your mindset? I was projected to go undrafted. Um, you do the whole workout process. I think I did maybe 14 workouts a year. Uh, did a couple workouts and like, a couple teams asked my agent, like, yo, like, what do we need to do? The whole thing was go get him, like, draft him. Yeah. <laughs> um, worked out for the Lakers. The Lakers said, uh, so I get, a, I get a call from my agent after the workout. Like, probably I'm walking back from here probably, like, 10 minutes after the workout. Get a call from my agent. My agent uh, what do you think about I think the Lakers had the 29th pick that year. So what do you think about going 29th to the Lakers? I said, look. What you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> what do you mean? And the craziest thing is the Lakers was my dream, my my dream destination because when I when my brother played there, I was in LA with him for a little while and I saw yeah. what it was. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like my whole thought, like, man, hell yeah. Come to draft, they sold the pick. Mm. Um, worked out for Miami Heat. Miami Heat say, "Yo, we like Pat Riley loved me. He wanted me to come back for a workout. Did all extra measurements, all kind of shit. Nothing happened. Um, I think they took Pat Beverly at the forty-second pick. They bought the pick yeah. from. They bought. I think the Heat bought the pick from the Lakers and sold, and then traded the pick to someone else. And they ended up at forty-two and they drafted Pat at forty-two. Um, watching the draft, my agent called me and say, "Hey." Orlando's probably going to take you at some point in the second round. Okay. Um, 60th pick. Nothing happens, obviously. Um, 
So am I angry? Yeah, I'm angry. But based off what I did my senior year, numbers wasn't very different from my junior year, but they weren't as loud mm-hmm. of the same numbers. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have, you know, you can have 20 points or you can have a loud 20 points. So that's the, that's the difference in my senior and junior year. Um, and then, you know, one thing I learned is the whole, we work our whole lives for the NBA to, to hear our name called on draft day. The biggest thing, that's like, that's like that's, everything. Yeah, it's everything. And my agent told me that it was teams that wanted to draft me, but they wanted to send me overseas right away. Back to the knowing what I know now shit, if I knew that, hey, draft me. I wouldn't have my yeah. name called. I, I'll go over it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have my name called. Right. So I think that's like that's big for the morale and confidence of the player to hear that. I don't give a damn it's the 60th pick. Isaiah Thomas was the 60th pick. Yeah. Turned into an all-star. Turned into candidate. You know what I'm saying? So that, that simple little piece right there is a lot of confidence. It's, it's big. And, you know, do I wish I would have had that experience? Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying, I still still think I've done some things in my career that's been uh, pretty decent so far. So, you know. Well, definitely. How did you uh, bounce back from that situation? You didn't hear your name get called, but, you know, what, what was next for you? Like, how was, you know, going into um, work, your mindset, everything? It, it didn't It didn't change my mindset because I think I knew. I knew it was a possibility based off what I did. I wasn't confident in what I did my senior year. I wasn't confident with it at all, but I knew my abilities. I knew mm-hmm. what I could do. Um, my uh, my brother went through the same situation. I sat there and watched my brother go through the same situation of the draft and not being not hearing his name called. So I kind of seen it before. I think I did the exact same thing he did, just leave the house for a while. Uh, I think he probably handled it a little better than me. He, I think he went for a ride, maybe 10 minutes. He came back and said, what y'all acting so damn sad for? I can't remember what happened after that, but that was definitely the, what he said. Why y'all acting so damn sad? Sad. Um, but uh, it didn't change my mindset. I knew, I knew what I wanted. I knew I was going to get it. Some somehow didn't know how, um, and I knew I didn't want to be broke. So my brother say, uh, "Now I, I, I give you fifty thousand. You put in your account. You go to GD. You try to that way." I told my brother, "No." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want your money. Like I, I went overseas myself, made ninety thousand my first year in Israel. Um, Galil Gabor was the team. Um, so went over there. My whole goal was to, you know, what I'm saying to play basketball and get back to being who I was and get yeah. back to doing what I knew how to do. Um, because I didn't think I played like myself my senior year at all. Um, got there, preseason was going. You know, I thought preseason was going decent. Um, first game of the year, I think we played Jerusalem. I had like, I had like, I think I had 36, six and six, and we ended up winning in overtime or something like that. So for the first five games, I was averaging like 28. Mm-hmm. And I, and then, you know, the season was going well. Then we go add another point guard. I go from here to here. What are we doing? All right. Okay. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> End up winning the championship that year in Israel, beating Maccabi in the championship. Right. Down nine at the half, we end up winning the game. I had eleven in the third to to give us the lead going into the fourth. We end up winning the game. Um, 
then uh, I can't remember the kid's name. Like I come home, like my whole goal, I told my agent, yo, do not call me about nothing in Europe. I don't want to go back overseas. Don't call me about nothing unless it's 400,000 or more. So the whole summer, he's like, yo, he didn't call me about nothing really. Um, then he called me and said that Sienna, I think Sienna was EuroLeague at the time. Mm-hmm. And Sienna wanted to uh, place me on a lower division level of uh, in Italy <clears throat> to see if I could, you know what I'm saying, see if I could play that style of basketball, which Europe is all the same fucking style anyway. What the fuck yeah, are you talking about? Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, they wanted to offer me a deal, and I said, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No, I'm good. And I, I was just talking about it yesterday. I was at my boy's wedding, and he called me and said, hey, uh, David Black wants to talk to you. At this time, I don't know who the fuck David Black is. I don't yeah. I'm, I, All I know is playing in America and what I want to do. So I'm like, don't want to go overseas. Like, <laughs> alone. So he was like, uh, man, just just give him just give him five minutes of your time. I'm at the wedding. I was all right, man, whatever. So he calls me. I talked to Black. Um, I guess I guess it was a connection there right off because you know I thought he was a, a a cool dude or whatever. Um, so they made an offer for two hundred thousand. I said, no, no fucking way. I'm not going over there. Mm-hmm. No, no. And then somehow I ended up on the phone with Pete Myers that same day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I ended up on the phone with Pete, but Pete was like, uh, what, what you got going? Because Pete is big in Chicago. Pete loves Chicago. Lives in Chicago. Yeah. Friends to this day. Um, plays golf for my brother. Every so Pete was like, uh, what you got going on? And Makati just just made an offer to me. He's like, ain't nothing to talk about. You taking it, ain't you? I say, I don't want to, no. Like, that's like the NBA itself, man. That's Makati telling me. You might have to, you know what I'm saying? You might have to do it. So I told my agent, I said, man, look, just and and they wanted like a they wanted like a, a two year deal. First year was two hundred guaranteed. Second year was like maybe three fifty. I said no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. Yeah. Uh-uh. I say uh, I'll do one year at two fifty. They didn't want to do that first, but they ended up coming back saying, "All right, we'll do it." I said, "All right, cool." I did discount. it. <laughs> it's a discount. I did, no, 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 did it. And and once I signed. It's like, all right, whatever, I've got to go back to Europe. Uh, but Israel is, is, you've been Israel. But I think all you guys have been Israel. So you know yeah. how it is. And going to Maccabi Tel Aviv compared to going to Galil Gabor, my first year going over there, I got off the plane because everybody was, my first year, everybody was telling me, yo, Israel is great, it's this and that, beaches, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. So I get off the plane my first year, and I'm like, all right, this is, this is fire. Then we start driving. <laughs> <laughs> you see the beach in the rearview mirror. The beach in the rearview mirror. After 40 minutes, I'm like, where in the fuck am I going? Get <laughs> that 50, 50 minute mark, and I get you a little small ass boots. And I'm like, yo, this is what the fuck I gotta do? <laughs> I kiss not. It took every fiber in my soul to not say, yo, I'm not doing this. Yeah. But I do for a fact, I've never wanted to quit anything that I started. Never wanted to quit anything other than video games. Be all right with that. But like <laughs> over there, I hold, the whole time means to an end. Like this is basketball, this is what I want to do. I'll be all right. So, I mean, 
that that's how it started out with my first year. And then when I got to Maccabi, um, the the head coach guy was uh, the assistant in Maccabi. At the he was assistant Maccabi when I got there, but he was the head coach of Jerusalem the year before. So um, we're playing whatever, playing preseason, and somehow I found out. I think he told me that that Galil Gibor wanted to cut preseason the year before. I said, "What? Really?" <laughs> no bullshit. Said they wanted to cut me the year before. And I said, "Damn." <laughs> he told, he told me that he told them like, as soon as y'all cut him, I'm signing him in Jerusalem. So yeah, careful what y'all do. And they end up keeping me wind up winning the championship. And if you ask them, that never happened. Right. But I believe God. Guys, my guys like a brother to me. I believe what he said. Yeah. He's not the only person that said it. So it is what it is. I. I guess I made them believers. Um, so my my second year in Israel, Maccabi, we're in a preseason, and the 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 way that I ended up to Maccabi was crazy because um, I can't remember his name. His name was like Mikhail or Michael something. I can't remember. He had a heart issue. Uh, I think he felt his physical or uh, like collapsed from the court or something mm-hmm. uh, before he got to um, before he got overseas. He was going to be a rookie with Maccabi. They signed him. Once that happened, he had to replace him, and I was the replacement. So, I mean, it was a blessing, but uh, I, at the time, it was a blessing. I didn't want. I didn't want to go there. So, you know, what I'm saying I was completely fine when I going back over. So, I'm there, and David Black didn't realize what he had at the time. Like starting out, like he didn't know everything I could do. He probably seen stuff from when I played my first year or whatever, but he didn't know firsthand that like, okay, I got something that can really be something. So we're in Italy in the preseason. Um, I think I had a couple of dogs, I guess, surprisingly to, to him and um, some of the players. So I, we're in practice the next day. He asked me if I could do something. He said, can you, like, I think we're like maybe two steps above the, the, the NBA three-point or one step above the NBA three-point. He said, yo, come here. I want you to, I want to see if you can do this. Can you take, can you get to the basket with one dribble with your left hand and dunk with your left hand? Mind you, I got one left hand dunk in my career off my off one foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do it. I <laughs> <laughs> can do it, you know, I, do it all the time. Hey, can you throw the ball through this fire hole through your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> so, he said, go ahead, do it. And I did it, and I did it very easy. And you have, you, like, everybody, everybody on here has played. You ever done something? And you're like, yo, damn, I know how to do that. Yeah, exactly. You surprised yourself. It was yourself. one of those moments. Yeah. It was one of those moments. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, wow. Okay, wow. And all of Israel was talking, yo, Israel doesn't have EuroLeague-level point guards. Not Israel. Maccabi doesn't have EuroLeague-level point guards. They're not going to be very good. Um, they, they need to make changes, blah, blah, blah. First game of the year, we go down by 30. Kyle mm-hmm. up 30. That fed into it more. Fed into the 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 the, the thing of Maccabi's not this. They don't have this. They don't have that. And game two go past. We win game two, but it's not a great game. Um, then the third game we're playing Ljubljana. Nope, nope, nope. Third game we're playing Partizan. In Partizan, you know they they get crazy at certain. Yeah. Um. I think I had maybe 17 and five and everything clicked. 
that's when he like is that when Black gave you like the green light like this just go? Uh, I think Black has, has always been the same way in terms of letting me be who I am because yeah. Black the Black is like one of the best manager of like people I've ever yeah. encountered. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He knows how to manage personalities. Is he the best X and O? Probably not, but he knows how to manage personalities and put people in the right position to be successful. So that game, I start. I started playing well. So I guess the the talking started subsiding up, subsiding a little bit. Ljubljana, I think I probably had 21, something like that. And it's it's like it just start going, 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 and it turns into one of the best. Like I think we probably lost in those first because that's when it was rounds and it was the first round, top 16, then final eight, then the final four. So in the first round, shit, we ran, we, we what, when, I want to say we went 10 and one. Only game mm-hmm. we lost was Kyle Alvarado. We went 10 and one. Then the second second round, we went, uh, it was only six games. It was, yeah, it was six games too. It went to the group of four, but it was just yeah, six. So it was, uh, we, we went four and two. The two games we lost was one to Barcelona at Barcelona. Then we lost to Barcelona at our place because we like tried to make it go into overtime point difference and all that. We had to win, but we forced overtime to play for point difference. So in hindsight, we won the game, we'd have been five and one. Then we go to the playoffs. Before the playoffs come, Black sits down with me and say, uh, do you do you realize this is your team? I say, uh-huh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I know everything that we're doing, we're doing, you know, together. Like we had a we had an unbelievable team, man. We had Chuck yeah, right. uh Deron Perkins was like one of the best defenders I've ever played with in my life. Yeah. Like I've seen. Like him and DeAndre Kane are the two best defenders I've ever been around. Mm-hmm. Um David Blue was very, very big, including when they beat us in 2014. Uh, 2014, yeah. Like I don't think I don't think anyone in Israel realized how valuable David Blue was. Uh, Sofo, that was Sofo's best year. So in prime Sofo. Best year of his career. I've never been a, I've never seen anyone be able to guard Sofo other than Kyle Hines, just so that you all know. Um, it's the only person I've ever seen Sofo. It's unbelievable. And he told us, "I got him." I said, "Oh shit." <laughs> Kyle Borstein was uh, a, a very good Israeli. Um, guy Panini, who was, you know, guy is guy, but people don't understand how valuable guy can be to a good team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we were, we were rolling there. We lost what? I think we lost one game in the playoff series at Kyle mm-hmm. Abra, the first game. Second game, I hit a buzzer beater to win the game. And then we won the next two at our place. Beat Madrid in the final four by a dub. And then we lost to Panama in the final. So I think that was a combined, what, three games in the early we lost all day? No, yeah. That, that doesn't happen very much. No. It doesn't happen at all, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm, I remember that season. Like, that, like, like, like literally, that, like, that was probably, like, one of the best seasons. And it's something that not a lot of people talk about because you guys ain't won the championship. But it's, like, that's one of, like, single-handedly, like, one of the best seasons um, that any team is, like, you know, put together. And, and and the craziest thing about winning a championship is that 
we had never seen a team like Penn and Nikos at the time. Yeah, they were loaded, bro. You know what I'm saying? They were they were they were a different. They were they were coached differently. They played differently. Like they they loaded up on me. Yeah. I think like maybe the second time I seen the team like really load up. On me. Yeah. Like, no, stop him. Like Sofo didn't have a game that we wanted Sofo to have, and. Dean Matitis was good, but the X factor was Mike Batiste. He was unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time he needed a play, he made a play. Defensively, put back offensive rebound or something. Every time he needed a play, he made a play. And I literally just I literally just talked to Vlad about that the day before yesterday or yesterday. One we were texting about mm-hmm. stuff. And like that was like we agreed on like some of the things. If we would have solved them earlier in that season, just saw them at all, period. So we can see what they would do. Yeah. Right. How they played, it's no way they would have beat us. Yeah, that's, if, that's, if we'd have had Deron Perkins. Deron Perkins got Yeah, him. that's all I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Like, two things I was going to ask. I was going to talk about that. Because, like, it's like the, your league then is a lot different than your league now. Like, your league now is like you play everybody. But if, back then. In the format now, then, it would have been, been completely different. No, yeah. we'd be, we probably would have lost a couple more games in a regular season. But in the final four, we wouldn't have lost anything. Because we we would have seen everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That like playing a team in the finals that you didn't see all year, mm-hmm. it's not easy, especially for yeah. me in the Euroleague before, never really experienced it before, and I didn't know what they were coming with. I didn't know how it would be, and the fact that they played the way they played, you know, I commend them. They 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 won a game, and it was a it was a great run. It was a great game. And we had opportunities, and we didn't capitalize on them. I, I made mistakes. Everyone made mistakes. But um, we had some guys like David Blue was David Blue. Um, we just needed uh, a little more, you know what I'm saying, something else to put us over the hump. But they were a good team. They, they earned it. If I remember correctly, I was at the game. Cause my very first yearly game because one of my teammates um, when I was in Italy second division um, was this Israeli. So he took us to the, I think you guys were playing Rome. Now, I was at the game, I think, where Deron got hurt. I think you guys. No, Deron got hurt. Deron got hurt in the playoffs against Kyle. No, oh, okay, you're right, you're right, right. But yeah, so so I remember, I remember that game vividly because you guys won in overtime. Um, I think you guys won in overtime. Is it overtime or the fourth quarter? I can't remember. No, 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 we, we thrashed him. You thrashed him? Yeah, I, I remember. I just remember. I just remember going to that game. I was like, that was my first time seeing EuroLeague. Like yeah, very he, first he experience, I was like, yeah, yeah, that was crazy, bro. That was crazy. Now we gotta, we gotta talk. We can't no, not talk about that Maccabi year without talking about that crossover dunk. That yeah, that's like your signature play, bro. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, gotta set that up and kind of talk about that because like that's like that's like low key like the. Probably like one of the biggest moments, like the Euroleague, so like center. I don't know if they're gonna vote plays, but that definitely has to be like top five. Um, to be so, number uh, one, but I give you the whole layout. Um, so it's I want to say seven seconds on the clock, seven point five seconds on the clock, and I'm doing this because people give LeBron big props when he's able to lay out how. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do it too. <laughs> Seven, something on the clock. Uh, I think we co- we come out of a timeout, and we played we played a style of basketball that was fast. And anytime 
I had a mismatch or Duran had a mismatch, get out of the way. Not no come screen as to what it is now. It's move. Yeah. Move. <laughs> and if you go watch the highlights of anything from Maccabi at that time, get out of the way. No joke. I kid you not. And so we get the we get the inbounds and it was come down, move. It, it was a guard up here, guard the corner, big low, guard the corner. I got all this space up here to work with. And if I drive middle, the big loops under to give me a lane to get into him if his big sets up. Or if he's on this, if I go the other way, he loops under that way or stay. So as I'm coming down, I know, like, hey, it's not much time. I got I to gotta get a shot. So, and the craziest thing is I can show you in my phone the same play a few times, where it's between the legs, cross yeah. to the middle. Because I'm coming at a pace. I'm not coming super fast. I'm not coming slow. But I'm on my way down, and it's, it's cross from the right to the left, left between, and the AI to the middle. Mm-hmm. Boom. So... I mind you, I don't know he failed at this time. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just know once I get that lane, my so, eyes light up. So one more dribble, boom, and I go. Bars, who's seven two, <laughs> comes and jumps. I hit him, boom, boom. I, after the dunk, I kid you not, kid you not. I start. If y'all don't look at, if y'all look at it again, y'all see like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, defense because I think they still got enough time to go get a shot. I'm trying to go defense. I'm going to get cursed out. Like, stop fucking celebrating. I don't want that to happen. It was no problem. So, so I want no problem. My whole yards get back on defense. Because I'm, I'm a terrible celebrator on the court. Anyway. I'm off. Yeah. So I did a dunk. Boom. And I'm, I end up running back on defense and I hit a buzzer. So I stopped. So everybody coming to me like, yo, like, like everybody's excited how it is when you know you dunk on someone, and me, I don't think it's very much of anything. Like I'm like, I dunked on, I've done it before, and then new, right? Get back to my room, and this is when this is before all the other social Facebook was the hot thing. So I check Facebook, and I think it's like it's latest shit for us, twelve one in the morning. So I see a message, or maybe the next one, I can't remember. But I said, message, hey, congratulations on the number one play on Sports Center. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Next day, everything is going crazy because of because it was the number one play on Sports Center. Right. Like at that time, Euroleague wasn't making top ten in Sports Center on Sports Center. I know. I know. You might you you might have been the first one like to to make the top ten. Like real rap. So when that happened, like I, I'm telling you, I didn't know the dude fell until I saw the play. I had no clue he fell. I just thought I made a nice move and got past him. That's it. That's it. I didn't know he fell. And then, like, everybody told me, hey, yo, he failed twice. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's that play in hindsight. And then, like, it'd be, like, me dunking because in Europe, you don't – you're not used to 6'2 guys going down the lane the way I was going down the lane. And I guess it was a big, big deal. Like, it wasn't a big deal to me because it's something I've always done. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, been doing this since, like, my freshman year of high school. So it's like, yeah. okay, I just dunked the ball. I'm not, like, I didn't see the big thing, the big deal with it of everyone else. But 
I mean, the only guy that was doing it in Israel, I guess, like that, was Will Biden before me, but Will was doing it on fast breaks every now and then. He wasn't doing it at half. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I guess that's that's just that story of uh, of that play. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> A lot of highlights. No joke. I can show I can show you plays that's it's the exact same move down the middle. The big jumps from the exact same side. It was smarter yeah. saying he's probably wow. not like. It. <laughs> 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 yes, sir. All right, man. So to talk about the influence of your uh, your brother Gennaro, man, on your career. You know, growing up with him, he spent 14 years in the league. What's that relationship like, and, and how has he impacted you? Man, coming coming up behind him, you can't really – you have no excuses as to not being successful in some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Because he laid brick after brick after brick after brick for me to follow. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't – it wasn't uh, – um, it wasn't eight different paths that you can fuck up on seven. You got to choose one. Correct. It was – probably two paths and both of the paths were successful. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, my brother worked his ass off, man. My brother wasn't a name in high school. My brother wasn't considered good in high school. My brother, I literally just found out during an interview probably a week ago that the city of Chicago thought my brother was better at football than he was at basketball. Really? He was, he was, he was uh, all city. He was all city DB his junior year. And he was moving to quarterback his senior year. And still playing DB, and the, I did the interview with the, the the newspaper guy that did the high school like a week ago, and he did my my brother in high school, and he did me. So he told me that he had my brother projected as all the all city offensive quarterback and all city DB, and it's only been one other player to ever do that in the city of Chicago. Well, mind you, that's what they had my brother projected as, and. He was given an ultimatum by the football coach. You either choose basketball or football. You can't play both of them. My brother chose basketball, and the reporter told me, he's like, oh, I, I said, what the fuck are you thinking? What are you doing? Because mm-hmm. everyone thought he was better at football than he was at basketball. He was good at basketball, but they just thought he would be a high division one player when it came to football, which I didn't know until a week ago. I knew he was very good. I would be at all the games. I knew he was good. But yeah. I didn't know at that time I was – what, 10 or something like that, 8 or 10. And I didn't know what high division was, especially being a high division one player in Chicago, yeah. going high division one football. That doesn't happen very often. Um, but he chose basketball, and his path was just, it showed me it showed me the way. Like, I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to play basketball. I knew I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't a, a a drinker, he wasn't a smoker, he wasn't a gang member, none of that shit. Right. Wasn't any of that. So I knew, hey, I want what he has. I want yeah. to be him. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people say who you idolize and everyone picks a famous player or something. No, it was my brother. <laughs> it was my brother. So that's 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 his influence on me. And still to this day, my brother's coaching yeah. the Portland Trailblazers. He's still laying paths and bricks to follow. You know what I'm saying? He's he's never been given anything. My brother played in the NBA for 14 years and never played on more than a one-year deal. Yeah. Do y'all know how hard that is? That is crazy, bro. Yeah. 
Hustle. And, and I, I want to say six of those years, six of those years was partially guaranteed. He had to make the team. Yeah. That's like it. He's like, he's like, it's easy to be D Wade and LeBron. Yeah. It ain't easy. That every year, not knowing what the f- you're gonna do. To, to be honest, bro, like, like I remember your brother in the league, but like I didn't know that he had a 14 year NBA career because it was like it was it was quiet. Like it was like he would come in. I mean, he was always like that, like that, like that perfect backup point guard. Like to come in, do what he got to do. And I was like, it was, he, I knew he was nice, but I didn't know he played 14 years. I didn't know he like stretched for that long. He'll tell, he'll tell you 14 years, but it, it was like 12. I want to say 11. Yeah. 12. Okay. Something like that. But I, like, when I got to the league, when I played for Memphis, and I got to the uncertain part. Like, you can go six games, playing, then you get out there for three minutes, and then you come back, don't play another five games. I called my brother. I said, look here, man. I owe you an apology. I commend you. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. Uh-huh. I don't know how to do it. Because he could sit there for 10 games, not say a word, not do nothing, not get in the game. But on that 11th game, if they throw him out there with three minutes to go, he's going to finish with 12 points. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can do a story about my brother. My brother was playing in the league. This is late, this is late in his career. He was playing for the Wizards. Uh, the Wizards released him. So, as, he, as most guys get older, they, they want to stay competitive, so they pick up golf. So my brother picked up golf. He's playing golf after that. Like he's on the golf course three weeks. Doesn't touch a ball. Doesn't touch a ball for three weeks. Gets a call from Atlanta for a 10 day. I said, damn, he ain't played ball in three weeks anymore. Man, he's gonna be some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in 10 day, you're pretty much thrust down the court. Like you're gonna be thrown out there. You're gonna be So they put him out there. I think he had maybe, I think he hit a three. At the like in the second quarter, because you know you get backup minutes at the end of the first, start of the second, you yeah. sit until the end of the third. So I think he maybe I think he hit one jump shot or something. Then come the fourth, come the third quarter, late in the third quarter, like maybe one or two minutes left, they they check him in. They're probably down a few points, or it's a tight game. So my brother finished with sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's on it's online. You can watch it. It's unreal. He three weeks without touching ball. I go three weeks without touching ball. I am ass. I'm this everything. He get out there, I think he hit four threes in the four. What the fuck are you doing? Why are you sitting there? I don't get it. I don't get it, man. It's, it's, it's so much shit that he's done in his career, and he's so good that people people will never understand how good he was. Right. And mainly because it's, oh, that nigga don't play any shit. Yeah. That's not that's not the case with NBA. It's a lot of, like, now because a lot more goes into it, I think it's, I honestly think it's some trash for people that in positions that wouldn't be the case years ago where it wasn't mm-hmm. so much about image and all of that. Which I respect it. I think everyone can play, but it's also different levels of play. Yeah. And like that, like I give you another one. Watch the Wizards. They plan to watch the Wizards. This is when he's in Chicago. The Bulls are down 10. I'm at the game. This is in the playoffs. This is, I want to say, game three of the playoffs. Bulls are down 10 with 41.9 seconds left to go in the game. 
down 10. They check my brother in because it's garbage time. Game's over. Everyone's, you know, this is on YouTube as well. Everyone's leaving, leaving, the, leaving the gym. Everyone's leaving the arena. I kid you not, with six seconds left to go, my brother hit a three to tie the game for his 10th point of the game. That's crazy, yo. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. That's crazy. Wow. It's I don't understand how, like, I don't understand how he's able to do it. It was crazy to me. Gilbert Arenas had a game winner that game to put the Wizards yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I think two games to one or maybe three games to one or something like that. But to see everybody running back in the arena trying to see how yeah. to get mm -hmm. being down that much with that amount of time and he ties the game, he had three threes in that situation in a free throw. It was, it's crazy. A technical free throw and hit three threes. That's crazy. That's crazy. But like, I think, like you said, I think as you get older, because when you're younger, like, you you be like, oh, man, he, he, he trash. He's not playing. Like, but as you get older, you realize, you be like, yo, like, like you appreciate, like, like guys like that, like, bets like that. Because you know how hard it is to, like, to stay in the league, number one. And then yeah. number two, to, like, to be able to still contribute year after year. And yes. Yeah. It's easy to stay in the league when you got a five, six-year deal. But when you yeah. got one year every year, shit. Yeah. Somebody at the neck every single day. Yeah. Somebody wants your spot every year round. Somebody wants your spot every day. It's crazy. Crazy, bro. Now we now you now let's talk about um moving forward. You know, you finally, you know, after the two years in Israel, you finally get your opportunity to get to the league. So talk about, you know, that and then talk about, you know, that what what that how that the whole situation with Memphis worked out and what that kind of meant, you know, meant for you, you know, finally getting your NBA opportunity. Man, it was one of the happiest days of my life when I got the call. Um, mm -hmm. And then the lockout was that year as well. So the lockout, the lockout kind of set me back a little bit because you know you doing a lockout, all you do is play pickup and you create really bad habits playing. <laughs> 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 taking wild ass shots, and I wasn't able to wipe that off right away. Um, but in Memphis, um, I started out started out well, started out really well. And you get conflicting stories from different coaches and this is what you should do or this is what you shouldn't do. And then it started to fuck with me a little bit. The bottom fell out. <laughs> bottom <laughs> fell out of Memphis. I drove me the fuck out of Memphis. And it was crazy. It was either, I think it was either just release me or trade me. Um, so I went and played. The crazy thing is I was given two games of some league. Like Memphis like, yo, we don't really want him to play summer league, but you know we'll give him two games so we can try and move. Mm -hmm. Played in the summer league. Matt Jennings was one of my teammates. Summer, league. and then uh, the first game it was cool, wasn't nothing extravagant. And then the second game was the the, the crossover pass play that that still. And after that, and the crazy thing is Leron from Israel. You know Leron. Yeah, yeah. She said, uh. Cleveland loves you. Cleveland, Cleveland's probably going to trade for you. I, I'm thinking in my head, Leroy, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to <laughs> Shout out to Leroy. <laughs> a, a week later, hey, uh, Jeremy, you just got traded to Cleveland. I said, damn, Leroy knew what she was talking about. Because I knew my time in Memphis had run short. It wasn't, wasn't the right spot for me. Um, 
But shout out to everybody that Memphis done. Like Tony, still still love Tony Allen to death. See mm-hmm. those. Mark was dope. Mike Conley still talked to Mike. So you know what I'm saying? Everything was was all love. It just wasn't a place for me in terms of you know what I'm saying basketball because probably because I was I was in my own head in terms of what I should do, what I shouldn't do. Because early on I was playing minutes. I was I was given an opportunity. So I can't be mad early on. Just you know what I'm saying? Things were wasn't shaking out, I guess. I don't know. So that Cleveland shit came up, Cleveland, and this is probably why I think Kyrie Irving is the most skilled point guard to ever play basketball. <laughs> Watching that shit. <laughs> that is listen. That's, the, that's listen, different. It's not it's not many people that be like, yeah, I fucked Jeremy up. I bust his ass. No, and it ain't many people that can say that. And pick up in games, it ain't many people that can say But that Kyrie Irving. <laughs> 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 listen, it was one practice, right? One practice. Because when I first got there, Kyrie had a broken hand. He broke his hand in So before the started, that got back and we were playing pickup. So in pickup, this is starting guard. I got to go at the starting guard. Like, not trying to take his spot or nothing, but you know what I'm saying? He's very good. So I want to, you know, I want to show that I'm, I can play too. So in pickup, we're going at it. We're back and forth. Um, he won, like, Willie, he only played one day because it was like limited playing for him because of his hand. And that one day, I realized, like, this motherfucker play. <laughs> but I'm talking about, we we going back and forth. Like, the game was probably the nine. I think he probably had five. I had like three or four. So mm-hmm. we going at it, right? Now, mind you, come the season, and like, uh, and I didn't, I didn't realize that he respected me, uh, like defensively, because yeah. he was like, he's like, you know, Kyrie, he was young, he, he still, still talking now. Most people don't know he'll, he'll talk, but Kyrie was like, yeah, what's up? Like, what, what can y'all do? Y'all can't, y'all can't do anything. Like, who's gonna guard me? So he was like, JP can move his feet. I know he can move his feet, but outside of that, like. And when he said that, I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, shit, are you sure you think? Dan Ryder can move my feet. So later in, the, later in the season, and, like, I was really frustrated this day. And and if Dion to tell you I was frustrated because Kyrie was busting my ass, I was frustrated because Dion wouldn't stop shooting the fucking ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, mind you, this is the day that I guess Kyrie's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to show JP that he can't fuck with me. And my brother, when I tell you he showed me I couldn't fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was tough. It was tough. Like, I have a, I have little man's complex. So, Kyle played with me. He know I, I don't know. Yeah. Bigs can't post me up. They can't move me. Now, the only way to beat me on the post is to shoot fadeaway. Kyrie posted me up. <laughs> Shot the three. He got fouled. He got layups. He played transition. I couldn't do nothing with it. Yeah. And I'm just mad. I'm mad at Dion because I can't go back now. I can't go back there. All I got to do, I got to do is pass the ball to Dion and get my ass bust on the other end. I'm hot. That's crazy. I guess he just said that day he was going to show everything. And he yeah. showed. So the full package. <laughs> I'm talking about post up fadeaways, his dipsy doing through the lane, and like 
the stuff I watched him do, it's, it's only been two times I've been literally amazed at what point guards can do because I'm a point guard myself and I feel like I can do a lot of things. Right. It's only been two times where I was like, yo, I can't do everything he was doing. That's D. Rose's MVP year, but maybe mm-hmm. in the year I played behind Kyrie. The things he was doing, it was unreal. Crazy. Unbelievable. At 20 years old. Right. That's sick. I get to get into uh you know you you decided to 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 leave um the NBA and then obviously that's when we met up. We gotta kinda get to the story about I know, I know, I know what we I got I wanna get into the story when I see you in London. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this, I'm like, yo, this guy, this nigga in the NBA, where you at? I'm like, yo, I knew something was up. I'm like, yo, he in the but you was in the lobby, like you was in the lobby all smiles, like you knew that you was about to you about to get that brick truck or something. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, something about to go down, bro. I had no idea. I didn't want to take that meeting. Yeah? I'm like, yo, why is, why Pargo in London? I'm like, and I was like, yo, something about to go down, bro. Something about to go down I for sure. Set. I was set on going back to Maccabi. Yeah? Set on going back to Maccabi. And then my agent told me I should go take that meeting in London um, or go to the Final Four or whatever. And so I took the meeting and that's when I was lied to. <laughs> That's when I was lied to about what what, what it would be in, yeah. in Russia. Question that was one question that was asked, one big question that was asked is when are you at your best? I like that question. That's a great question because that mm-hmm. shows that he's willing to put me in a great situation, you know what I'm saying? To be at my best. And at my best, my, my exact answers was when I have shooters and I have space to create. Because when I when like when I say space to create, it's not necessarily space to create for myself. Yeah. It's space to create for others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that I'm able to break people down and get to where I want to get draws the defense in, lets me pass, let me get finishes and all that. That was my answer. Space to create for space to create and shooters. Love it. Okay, good. Like we'll get you that. Get get the first offer. No, I'm not. I'm not taking that. No, I just I'm just gonna go back over here. I'm good. Get the second offer, which was the offer I ended up taking. No, I'm I'm good. I wanna, I'm good. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go back over here. I'm in the car with my boy. My boy say, Hey, you know that's uh that's a million dollar difference over two years. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't look at it that way. I wasn't. Yeah. No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm going where I, where, where, where I know and all of that. And when he said that, I say, you know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you're right. Sign the papers. Got Moscow. Things are great. You know, you know how when everyone says, uh, don't always judge, don't always judge it off the first like few days or whatever because mm-hmm. it always can change. Yeah. And my God, did it change? Yeah. yeah. It changed. Facts. And, Facts, and I realized that if I think a lot of things were in play. You were there, so you can you can speak on on it as well if you want. I think a lot of things are in play. I don't think I was accepted right off. Um I was in, I was initially accepted because it was new, it was fresh, nobody knew what it was. Um, after a while, I don't think I was accepted because of the way 
I knew how to play basketball. I'm not the I'm not the typical European point guard. I'm not yeah. pass here, go stand in the corner, and dump some shoot. I'm not that. I've never been that. I don't know how to be that. Um, like he's like you when he acted when you're at your best when I'm able to create and play free not not in a straight jacket. So there, like I don't think I was accepted by everyone. Did I have problems with anyone? No, I didn't have any problems with anyone. But do I think I was accepted? No, I wasn't. Um, and then I'm also not playing for drill sergeants, where it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Not one way to skin a cat. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's yeah. not just one way of playing basketball. It's like you you don't go. And one thing like I always say about college coaches, which Europe, Europe is kind of a college style, why recruit a player that doesn't fit what you do or want to do? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened. I wasn't, I don't fit, I don't fit what Messina wants to do. Like, yeah. I'm not his style of player. And the craziest thing is we played two NBA teams a year. We beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And, I was there. And I cooked San Antonio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely did. And, like, I thought things were going to be great. Like, Popovich came in the locker room, told us we played a great game, played like a team, <laughs> like, moved the ball, blah, 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 all of that shit. He said we moved the ball better than the Spurs. I've heard that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking like, okay, shit gonna be good. Yeah. Get back to Russia and things was a little different. I don't know. I don't. I'm not good at playing for the the, the shut the fuck up kind of. Guys. I'm not. That's not. For me. I'm not. Especially now, like I, I'm. I, I'm not for that. Like I'm gonna play the game the way. I know how to play the game and mm. play long enough to know how to play the game. But just because it's not the way you want to do it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. It, it was tough. It was tough watching you, watching you that year, you know, like, you know, cause like, I was like, it was points where you just like, like you knew, like it was days where you knew like you wasn't going to get in. Like you just came and it was just like, I'm just here. Like, I'm just here to be here. And it was like, it was tough because we, everybody knew that, uh, you know, what you could do and what you could contribute. And Messina's my guy. Like, you know, I love Coach Messina. You know I mean? I respect him. You know I mean? We, we have a great relationship. But, like, I felt that way when I came in, too, because I was like, I remember, like, the we played the preseason. I had played well. And it was, like, the first game. I think I got my, I got my shot blocked, like, two times. And then I sat the bench the whole entire game. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, what's going on? I just came off of winning back-to-back championships. And I'm like, the first, like, three, four games, I'm just sitting there. And then, like, then I'm playing the power forward. And I'm just like, yo, the last two years, I've been the, you know, best center and arguably one of the best centers in EuroLeague. And I was like, so it was like, I think for us, and even, like, no, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, 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 I'm Cheska do or die right now. Like, I love Cheska. I've been there for a long time. But when we, first, when we both first got there, it was almost like, like, everybody looked at us like, yo, why are y'all here? Like, in the locker room, literally, they were like, yo, why are they here? Like, we don't need them. And it was just like, we felt it. And it was like, literally, we was there. And it was just like, because they had literally had the same team. They was coming back from the year before. And they just added me and Pargo. And I think guys, I'm not going to say guys felt threatened, but, I mean, guys kind of, no, no, I mean, 100%. Yeah, like, guys felt like, they was like, yo, why are they here? Like, we, like, they don't need to be here. So, we were just like just there, and then like I, I ain't gonna lie to you, like towards the end of the season, um, like like I said, I respect Cheska, I respect the, um Messina, 
But like towards the end of the season, you know, I was ready to get out of there. I was like, yo, there's like, there's no reason for me to be here. I was like, this is, this, this, like, this is not fun. It's not well, like the reason why I came here. Like, this yeah. is not basketball. And it was like me, I remember, I was like, yo, this is, we had times and we had talks. I'm like, yo, bro, this, I know this sucks for you, bro. This is, this is, this is difficult. It was, it was rough. It, it was rough. And I tell people all the time, I was, that was my most miserable year. Yeah. I was, I was miserable. Same, same, bro. Low key, like low key, same. Not, I mean, like I think it was just the whole situation, like coming from coming from Athens and then going to Moscow, and I was in Moscow by myself. Like you know, we wasn't even leaving the crib. We was talking to Sonny the other day, and I was like, "Yo, Sonny used to make us get out the crib because like, like we wasn't, we was literally just in the crib. Like I was like, man, I ain't going nowhere. I'm playing my video game and I'm just going to practice back and forth. And I was like, I was, I was surprised, and I tell everybody to this day, I was surprised they brought me back. Cause I was like, I played like some trash the whole entire year. And I was like, the fact that they brought me back, I was it's, like, yo, this is, <laughs> I was prepared. I told my agent, I thought I was, I thought I was, I thought I was leaving. I thought I was going to go back to the Yacos. Like, we're rap. I was like, yo, there's no way they're going to bring me back. And I was I, like, I, super I, surprised. I knew, I knew, I knew I didn't fit, man. Yeah, it was, it was just, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad, man. And I mean, like you said, it was it was we were outcast. Um, I mean, obviously we were accepted by the Americans out there, but like yeah. we were outcast when we first got there. Especially especially me coming in as a point guard. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, definitely point, in the beginning. Coming in as a point guard, come from the NBA, like all of that, like all of that held some weight. And it was it wasn't it wasn't a spot for me. Like it was and the craziest thing is I I, I don't dislike Moscow. I don't dislike Moscow. No. I, I, I love the tune. I love yeah. uh, um, what's her name, Natasha. Yeah, I love Natasha. Like I don't, I don't hold any ill will to them at all for making the decision to get rid of me next year because I didn't want to go back either because I knew it was, it was, it was, it was. I guess you could say it was toxic because it wasn't, it wasn't the right thing. It wasn't, it wasn't a way that I knew how to play. It wasn't the way that I felt I was able to be who I am. It wasn't that yeah. because. Everyone on this call knows I'm a good, fun-loving guy. Like I have fun when I play basketball. I don't play with all serious face and all. I, I have fun while I'm playing. And when I say have fun, I'm not saying I'm out there fucking off, but I enjoy what I'm doing. Right. That's why I'm able to. That's why I was able to play the G League this year because I enjoy what I'm doing. It's about money. Yeah. Right. I enjoy it, and the joy was taken away. It was. It was no joy. And we still we still talk about that 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 uh, final four series, and you, you're not playing in the championship game. We like, man, they would have threw Park on there for even ten minutes. Yes, we would have yeah. lost. It would a, a different situation, but we needed the situation. It was it was it was it was crazy. I mean, and and the craziest thing is, I give I give y'all, I got so many fucking stories. It's crazy. So we play, uh, we play. Galatasaray, we play at Gala. Teo goes off at halftime. Shut the fuck up. This is the way you talk to me, shut the fuck up. Teo doesn't play the second half. I played the entire second half. I played well. We won the game. Then I think we played Madrid in the first four minutes of the game, 10 points. I'm playing like myself. I'm good. Like I'm cool. I think I, made, I, think I had a turnover or I lost the ball or something. Right back to what it was. Didn't score another point that game. Didn't get an assist. Nothing. Right back to what it was. And then um, 
We get to the playoffs playing Pana. Playing Pana. We win the first two games easily. We go to Pana. I'm playing well in game three. Right back to the same shit. Then we lose both games in Pana. Game five comes. We're up 30. It's two minutes and 13 seconds left in the game. And he walks to the end of the bench. Do you want to play or no? No. <laughs> no. Leave me here. But, like, the craziest thing is I hadn't spoke to Messina since that time in Cheska until I saw him this summer, this past mm-hmm. summer, at Summer League. And he asked me about Mike. And, like, I don't hold any ill will towards him. It just doesn't work. We're not the same type. We're not on the same wavelength or whatever. So it's fine. I get it. Whatever. And uh, he asked me, you tell Mike Raw my asshole, huh? I said, yeah. I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. You told me you're an asshole. What the fuck? <laughs> but I don't hold any ill will towards him. If, you, if he wanted to call me right now and come play for me in Milan, it would have to be a long discussion. But I... <laughs> Really consider it. like no joke. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's we talked about it before. Like, he's a great coach, and um, I think he's even a better person off the court. But like you said, like it, like your first time like playing for him, like it takes it takes you know it definitely takes some adjustment. Like I said, but like, like he's he's one of my like my, one of my most favorite people. Like just to kind of talk to and to conversate when I see. So but, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, it just it just that that year. Like I said, like I think that year just things just didn't line up. I think just for us, just generally in this. It is what it is, but I mean that's just that's just a part of the game, bro. That's you know this things just happen that way. So everything, everything ain't for you. Everything ain't yeah. for us. You know what I'm saying? You gotta find yeah. where you where you are or where your home is and what's for you. But that it wasn't for me. If if I I honestly think early on Messina wanted to let me be who I am, but the team didn't want it yeah. because it would be we would have talks and he would tell. Go talk to Victor about things like why the fuck do I need to talk to Victor? Mm-hmm. Victor ain't the fucking coach. Victor make the decisions. Right. So what do I talk to him for? Why do I need to tell him that I'm in on winning? What the fuck? Dude. So clearly Victor wasn't on my side. <laughs> that clear. That's clear as day right there. So like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to talk to him about nothing. He ain't the coach. I don't have to. Never went and talked to him. I, I, to this day, I still wouldn't go talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. For what? So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't really care. Yeah. Let's fast forward, man. So after that Cheska situation, you did return back to Maccabi. You know, mm-hmm. What was that like, going back and, you know, the fans embracing you, bringing you back? Uh, it, was, uh, it was fun. And I went back and I went back to a guy good as head coach who was the assistant when I was there, uh, played for Black the first time. He was an assistant. So I knew into that situation I would be allowed to be me because one real isn't always about playing traditional European basketball. Um, two, they knew what I was capable of. They knew what I could do. And it was another situation of one of those I need to get in myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so was the team built the way we, to the best of our ability? Probably not. I don't think we were as good as we should have been or could have been. Yeah, you know, and, and that's just the way it goes. But I think I played well. I think every I think every year every player has a stretch where they're not playing their best or, you know, things aren't going exactly the way they're going to go. 
and everyone does it. It happened that year for sure, of course. Um, and then it got better. Obviously, Devin was um, uh, our Euro League that year. And, I mean, it was a good year. That was, that was the last time Makata made the playoffs. So yeah. uh, we played Fenner, who mother, them jokers was good, but we had chances to beat them. We just didn't capitalize. And, uh, I mean, it was a good year. I, I got stuff I can talk about from there. I got highlights from there. I mean, <laughs> it was a good year. It just took, you know what I'm saying, it took me going back there to get back to who I was and enjoying the game. Like, like I said, it wasn't fun in Russia. And I'm a very simple person. Life is amazing if basketball is going right. You know what I'm saying? If, if basketball is fun, I don't care about nothing else. If I'm having fun playing basketball, I'm good. So that's what I was able to do in Israel. And you get a chance. You get a chance to go to Europe and play. You get a chance to go to the NBA, and then after that, you get a chance to take your take your talents to the other side of the world and go to China. You know, tell us about that experience. China is different, man. <laughs> different, man. China is got a good story about it too. So we we're expecting a good story from you. Hey, China, cold, man. Cold, my brother. Like. I, I literally don't really have many stories from China other than other than it's just a a, a really rough place to be for Americans. Mm-hmm. That's that's really about it. Like I literally sat in my room all day every day. No really? joke. All day every day. All day every day. I still owe money from China, all kind of shit that I'm never gonna get. So <laughs> It's China's China can be tough, man. Like I, I don't I don't even have any stories about China. I just know it's when you get a chance to get a break, you go to Hong Kong and have fun and enjoy yourself. It's, you know, Hong Kong is is not considered China. It's his own, you know what I'm saying? You know internet is fine, you're not blocked from sites and all of that. So it's it's Hong Kong is like kinda like New York to me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nice, nice place, man. So Whenever we got to break those, our goal was to try and run over there. Other than that, in China, they want you to shoot, shoot, shoot. And I guess I didn't shoot enough. <laughs> I don't think anybody shoot enough. <laughs> no, if some people shoot enough, Darius Adams. Shout out to Adams. Now, before we now before we kind of wrap it up, man, like, we got to just kind of talk about, like, you're, like, like you said, you accomplished so much in your career, but it's like you still, like you one of those guys I know. It's like you you gonna hoop anywhere, you gonna pull up anywhere. Like you, like you said, you you left China, you went to Italy. You didn't have to, but you went there for the love of hooping. You went to Lebanon. Um, you played TBT. I curse you out this year for playing in the Big Three. Um, Why can't I play in the Big Three? You remember I texted you. I was like, bro, you rob. I was like, you robbing the bank, bro. I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, pro airs, Miami pro am, you know, wherever. Um, yeah. like no, and even now in the G, like, like in the G, like you said, you just like you one of them guys. You got like an old school like soul. Like it don't matter. Like if it's hooping action, like you want to hoop. So just like talk about that. Like just talk about your your love for the game, bro. And how you just pull That's it anyway. Exactly what it is, man. It's the love of the game, like. I don't give a fuck where I am. I'm a play. Motherfucker can call me right now and say, we playing here. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Like, it's basketball. The shit is enjoyable. I thoroughly enjoy playing basketball. 
like no joke, I really enjoy playing basketball. It's fun to me. Get to compete, get to talk trash. And like everyone is doing the lives now, like city versus city and all of that. Yeah. And, uh, I got on trucks live and, and um just talk, just chopping up. Like I don't I don't want to talk about it all single day, all day, just talk about basketball all day on live and all that. I'd rather talk about life stuff as opposed to just talking about basketball because I know I'm still gonna do that no matter what. I told mm-hmm. man, y'all playing, I will show up. Call me. I thought if y'all playing, I have a problem with that, mainly because I want to go to Starbucks. But I'm gonna show up in New York. I'm going. Like no joke, like as long as I'm enjoying it, I'll play anywhere. Like that's why that's a lot of why I chose to go to the G game because in Israel last year, the same shit kind of happened again with, with the coach. And and I come to realize that traditional European coaches don't want me, don't want what I'm able to do because traditional European coaches, I guess they feel that they they are the game. You know what I'm saying? They they I guess they feel like that they win the game, like they're out there playing. No, no you're not. And I probably shouldn't say traditional European coaches because I probably should say some coaches feel that they are out there on the court, and it's not the case. I've never seen a coach shoot a jump shot to win a game. Right. Coaches understand that. Some don't. I've never seen a coach get a layup or make a pass. Now, the coach, it's the coach's job to put you in position to do these things at a very high rate. Right. But they can't do your job for you. Just like I can't do theirs. Oh. Right, so, you know, yeah. we, we got to elaborate a little bit more on uh, TBT, bro. You know, overseas elite. Yeah, y'all, y'all uh, know y'all was dumb. Hey, man. <laughs> y'all had a lot of success. Last year, we was trying to see all this shit that didn't work out that way. <laughs> so, just talk, talk about your, uh, your running the tournament, man. And will you guys be back this summer if things go well? Uh, as planned. Uh, last year, the TBT, man, we, in that game, we lost. We had so much shit working against us. And, I, like, we've dealt with shit before in games, but not to that level of, like, I, I don't know. We went from, we went from to not having enough to probably having too much, I guess, or yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I know for a fact that I played 23 minutes in, a, in that game. I should have played more than that. Right. Um, so the craziest thing is it got to a point where, <laughs> where the coach was like, uh, coach pulled me out. And, and the coach was like, what are you doing? Go back in. <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm going to let him do his job. And he was like, once, once he heard everybody, like, yo, what are you doing? Put him back in. He was like, come on. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, Coach, coach your way. Um, so I guess I guess it's kind of saying I, I'm I don't like to step on authority. I just get out as opposed to stepping on authority. Uh, so we we just we had a chance to win a game. We just made some mistakes late. We missed some free throws late. But the whole time I thinking just get us to sixty eight. Cause I'm shooting this motherfucker from half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I promise you, the whole time I'm just get us within three points. Get us within the game before. The game before, yeah. before it ran off the court. 
get us within three points, this shit is over. I promise you. How did y'all lose to Marquette? Bro, bro, we did we we I mean, we did like we had a we had a bad game. Mike was going through what he was going through. Like Mike just had the uh the death of his homeboy back home. So he was kind of like he wasn't always like focused. I mean, I ain't gonna say focused, but you know, I mean you, he's dealing with that, like his mind ain't really there, which is obvious. I mean, that's that's what it is. And Yo, they just they just played well. And I mean, we, we didn't call a timeout when we need to call a timeout, which probably could have, you know, equalized us because we had the ball, you know, with under two minutes with the Eli ending, and we thought we had a point, something happened, we had a turn over the ball, they come down and score. Bam, now yeah. they got the Eli ending. So then Travis Diener come out of nowhere. All he yeah. scored a whole entire game, bro. And all of a sudden he pop up, hit two threes, and then that was do. it. That's what he'd do. And he'd make them bitches yeah. from deep. Exactly. So like we wasn't even necessarily like worried about him, but like I think it was, I think more or less like I mean I look back on that experience. That was like my first time actually like seeing it through, and, like playing the whole experience. Yeah. Like it was fun. Like it was just fun, just like hooping, like like just guys that I like hooping with and guys I respect and like you know seeing you guys and like talk shit and like and all that. Like it was it was just fun. Honestly, it was just like I was. Month before it happened? Yeah, the whole time, bro. <laughs> the whole time. Because we already knew what it was. We was like, yo, we going to beat up in the chip. And then yeah. wherever it happens, happens. But yeah. it is what it is. But it was fun. Like, I look back yeah. on it, and I was like one of my funniest experiences playing basketball. It was fun. But craziest thing right now, I don't I don't know if we're doing it right now. Yeah. What, y'all want to merch? <laughs> we can talk about that. Uh, yeah, when, about <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can, we, we can definitely talk about that. Y'all want to merge? Y'all come with six? We come with six? We can, we can definitely talk. Why not? We can Yo, talk. We, need six. we can talk. I mean, we yeah. definitely have a strong six we can, put, we can bring to the table. But we got to change the name. Can't be overseas elite. Can't be Team Hines. We figure it out. We figure something out, bro. We figure it be out. Be overseas Hines. we overseas Hines. Overseas Hines and Lee. <laughs> Yo, bro, we figure it out, bro. We figure it out, man. Uh, last two things, man. I got to ask you about this because, you know, I follow you on social media, Snapchat, and all that type of stuff. And, uh, you know, you're really big when it comes to your family. I know, you you know, you be having your mom dancing and your, your, your cousins and, you know, your niece and nephew and all that. You be doing the TikTok dances. You know, what? that's what a lot of people – I guess uh, fans and stuff don't—they don't see they don't get a chance to see that side of you being able to have fun. Talk a little bit of, about that, and then um, also uh, that you and your brother's uh, flag football game y'all do every year. I like that you remember that. That's fire right there. Um, so me, I, I'm I'm big on family. Like I don't have any kids myself. I'm not married. I don't have a girlfriend. Anything. But family is everything. Like no joke. Like. I go home, I'm with my mom. Like, y'all see how I make fun of my mom. Like, my mom is goofy, <laughs> but she don't show it. She's goofy, she, she's from the South, she's from Mississippi. So, my mom will mess up on so many words, and she'll, <laughs> like, I ask my mom all the time, she know I do, because she can't, she can't say Arkansas. She doesn't, she doesn't, I'll ask all the time, what school did Janeiro go to? She said Arkansas. <laughs> every time for it. Like I had so many videos on my mama. Like my mama would really have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram if I if I just kept a camera on her and like took the good shit and posted it. It's unbelievable. She's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. And then 
the facts of, of with the kids is I, me and my brother never had a dad around, you know what I'm saying? So I've never, just to hint on that a little bit, I've never been one of those guys that, that were, that was, you know, like hunger for, for dad because mm. I feel like it's disrespectful to my mother. My mother was there doing everything, playing both roles. So for me to walk around angry because I don't have a dad is disrespectful to her, if you ask me. So I've never been one of those kids like, I need a dad and all this and that. No. But for my nieces and nephews, I'm going to make sure that they have a dad. You know what I'm saying? Even though like my brother's there. And for my sister, her she's married. So like her, her husband is there as well. I'm not trying to replace anyone, but... I'm gonna add as much as I can to the table, you know what I'm saying? Man, I love kids to death. To death. Like they're they're fun. Like I can go to the park with the kids all day and I'll be fine. Cause I, mm-hmm. I can go do kids shit with them and I'll be okay. Because if they're happy, I'm good. Like I haven't received a Christmas gift in years. But to see the smile on my family's faces when they get things, I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's I guess that's, that's been my why is my family. Um, you know, most people, their why is always their kid. Like Kyle, you can speak to that as well. Like, mm-hmm. and me, it's always just my, being able to, being able to buy my mom that house. And that was big time. Yeah. Like I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't record anything of it. Just posted the little thing about when I first told her that it was her house. I didn't even when I first told it because I only posted that like the little dance thing she did. Um, I didn't record it, but I told her that's like it's, I got too many stories, fellas. It's crazy because my mom was like, "I want a house, I want a house," and my mom was she's by herself, so I I tried to get her to move to Atlanta, she didn't want to do it. Um, so all of the night outside the city. And she didn't want to be far away because my brother had her house in like Makina, which is like 45 minutes away from where we grew up. My mom knows where we grew up. She knows, you know what I'm saying? She knows that area or whatever. So the best thing to do is find something close, but in the bullshit. So she would call me about a house, right? So I literally bought a house without seeing it. Not the one that I posted, a different one. Literally, like I paid escrow and all this without seeing the house. So the day before I go to China, not the day, like I leave on, I leave to go to China on a Friday. I fly into Chicago on Wednesday. I go see the house that Wednesday. Mind you, I had already paid the escrow cost or whatever, the, the, the $4,000, $4,500 or whatever for that. So I go to the house and I'm walking through the house and I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm, my whole time I'm thinking to myself, like, I, I wouldn't, if I came home to see my mom, I'm not staying there. I wouldn't stay there. I don't like this house. But she, and my mom would get anxious and just want to get it. She, she didn't really look into it in terms of, I, I can do better than this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm walking through that. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this shit. I tell my sister, because my sister was with me. My mama didn't know about it. I didn't tell her I was bad for the house. So I tell my sister, like, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I, don't, I don't want this. So we end up, it's probably 11, 30, 12 at night. We are riding through a neighborhood that's called Beverly, which is outside of the hood, but it's close to the hood. You know what I'm saying? So we ride past a new development. I asked my sister, I say, the realtor and my sister in the car, I say, yo, what is that? What's that area over there? So we just ride through there. And that night, I told my mom, late, 2 o'clock in the morning, I told my mom, like, look, 
I bought you the house, but I don't like it. I don't like it. Like, I don't like it. I'm like the area saying, I don't like the house. So she breaks down crying right there and there. Like, mom, it's okay. It's just, I, I, it's okay. It's the house. I bought it. It's okay. You earned it, whatever. So the next day we go back to the area that, that looked much better. And I stayed outside the house. I told my mom, now I will definitely stay here when I come home. So <laughs> they're in development, right? The place, the house is, isn't even finished. But, you know, you're not supposed to be in there without drugs and all that. But I, I'm from the hood. I want to see this side. I go push the door. The door is open. Oh, shit, we in here. House ain't going near finished, but we walking around and stuff like that. Go look upstairs. It's a nice house. Two master bedrooms. What is it? Unfinished basement, four bedroom house. Yeah. So my whole thought was like, I can finish. The, I can redo the basement, put another bedroom. So I end up doing that after after a while. And then I told her, I took her over there later that day, and told like, uh, uh, yeah, I paid for this. I paid for this house. This is your house. She had no clue that I paid for it already. I, I just took the L on the other money for the other house that I didn't want because they're not going to get that fucking money back. Whatever, keep it. I don't want to pay the other 300000 for the house. I don't like that house. I'm, we're going to go over here to this house. And that led to that video of her things taking a picture and started dancing. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah, that's, that's, that's everything to me. That's why. Like, wait till I get, wait till I see her again. I got some TikTok video planned for her ass. She gonna be so <laughs> mad. But it's gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be hilarious. And then the uh, flag football game is, uh, um, in Chicago, we have a lot of athletes. And I think for our neighborhood where we're from to understand that it's possible to do something with yourself, they need to see it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and shout out to Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker did like no one else did it in Chicago. Um, Twan Weekend was like a very big deal in the city. He would bring out like all-stars playing the game. He would have, a, I think, a bowling tournament on Saturday, parties, all that. Twan's Weekend was huge. And like we have, we have very big name guys from Chicago, but no one does it. Um, Derek is Derek Rose is Chicago to his core. Like that's that's Chicago to the core. Um, but his personality isn't the same as mine. So you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm hundred percent sure he does stuff. He's just not out in front of everybody because it's not his personality. He doesn't care about me, which I completely understand. Um, so I just wanted to do something that that was like a give back to the kids in the community. Um, give them a, a safe haven to have fun and just joy or a day that you know you get the you get everything for free like everyone gets to eat uh i had i my mom and they go crazy around around the time anyway because they all got to cook and barbecue and all that. they go crazy because they don't they don't want to do it but hey this is not for me this is for the, the neighborhood I'm gonna do it for the neighborhood so um i rent a bunch of bouncy houses like jumping jacks um like bungee cord things, a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I, I feel like I do it up pretty big for the community. I give away backpacks, school supplies, everything is free. You, anybody in the neighborhood, if you're driving past, you want to see it, come on. Fun. It's whatever. Um, 
And then I play a, we play a football game, my team against my brother's team. And somebody asked me before, why do you do football? Because we play enough basketball. <laughs> so um, uh, it's always my team versus my brother's team, whoever he brings or whoever I bring. So that's, that's, that's you know what I'm saying? That's the gist of it. That's the fun of it. Um, we have a good time, good family time. Um, so hopefully we get let out of jail and I'm able to do it again this year. Um, have some fun. Everyone's welcome. Yeah, we got to pull up. I was about to say, we definitely got to pull up to that, man. Sure. Got to do that. Uh, so I guess, man, last question. Uh, what advice would you give the young kids and young hoopers, just just guys looking to, you know, become either pro in, in ball or just being pro in life? You know, what advice would you give guys on their journey? Um, the biggest thing is, man, go after what you believe because everyone ain't going to believe in you. Um. Take every take advantage of every opportunity. Right. Be ready for every opportunity. And you gotta be a dog, man, because every day somebody wants your spot or wanna be you or wanna be better than you or it's coming for your head just to prove a point. So it takes a lot to 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 be humble, but humble is the right way. I think I think I think the game has lost a lot of modesty. A lot of guys aren't modest. Um, you asked Michael Jordan, they showed it years ago when you asked Michael Jordan, he'd be the best player to ever play. Michael Jordan said, I can't say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he was very modest though. But the fact that I know him, and if I ask him, he's going to say, fuck yeah, I'm the best player to play. Right. But he's not going to say that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to say it in the public eye to the point of, of patting himself on the back. He's going to let other people say it because other people are going to say it. <laughs> so, so, like, no joke. Like, it really, like, I think it's it's missing a little modesty because everyone thinks they're the number one pick or everyone thinks they're the best. And you have kids out here that have a million followers that just just aren't very good. You know what I'm saying? Right. But that that'll build a lot of arrogance in their head because of what because of that. So I just think you know what I'm saying. Be 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 humble. Be a dog, but be humble. Like. One of the quotes that I've, I've held on to for years was said by Wale, and he said, I'm, I'm not cocky. He said, I ain't cocky, I'm proud of you. I think that sums it up. I mean, like, that's really, like, that's on my Instagram page and my bio. I know. It's really believe that. <laughs> I ain't cocky, I'm proud of you. Like, that's dope to me. Like, sure. there's no need to be cocky, but you can be proud of yourself and you can work hard. And, I mean, in every, in every piece of confidence, it's a bit of error. But it's not arrogant to the point where you're an asshole about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's you know what I'm saying? that's that's my message to the young man. Just be humble and work for everything you get, cause it ain't gonna be given to everyone. It's a fact, man. Nah, that's dope, bro. Dope. I know I talk a lot, fellas. My bad. Nah, that's just great, bro. Good content, man. Nah, man, we definitely, bro. I definitely appreciate you, man. Like I said, like this is. This is uh this is much needed. Like I mean, I feel like it's great for you know guys the opportunity to tell their story, um themselves because you know the media, other people want to tell it. So then why not you get the opportunity to tell it? And why not you know people, you know players and, and young players around us get opportunity to learn from you know from us and you know from the you know from the different things that you went through. So I definitely appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you you know taking the time, take you know taking the time out of you know speaking to us. So anytime, man. Phone always on.
Definitely, bro. So, you know, all yeah. right, man. I'm let you. I'm let you. Carson's <laughs> off that Jordan wall back there. Yo, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't even put this up. I ain't curate this, yo. So, I got, I got, I got some, I got some heat back there because I got some shoes up here that's kind of questionable. I'm like, I don't know why they even up here, but I got some, I got some heat. I got some heat in the back, bro. That like, when, once I settle down, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the exclusive stuff up there. So. I just don't like the Jordans, the uh, the Irish mixed in with. But the you, Jordan. but you know. But you know I'm a you know I'm a Philly guy, so you know I got I got to show a lot of Iris too, bro. I respect it, and that's probably yeah. one of that's probably his best shoe. I just yeah. don't like it mixed in with all the other Jordans. I got you, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my guy, bro. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Stay, boys. stay in touch, my guy. Uh, you see it, bro. Right. Yes, sir. All right, buddy.